He smashed pretty much every billboard and streaming record that matters. It has already been streamed more than a billion times. Billion. People still to this day point to, this is the moment everything changed. But whether you agree with those claims or not, this podcast isn't really about him. Either you're not an astute businessman or you're inherently racist when it comes to black music in this country. This is not a Drake podcast. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC podcast. Hey, how are you? Hope you're well, as can be expected. Well, it's been quite the week, right? I hope your family is in good health. I write to you in what can only be described as an unusually difficult time. I hope this email finds you well and safe from COVID-19. Sorry for the delay. I've had my kids with me every moment since March. Hi there. Hope you're not dead. I hope you've been staying positive and testing negative. I hope you are staying safe, sheltered in place, stocked with toilet paper, and healthy during these absolutely unprecedented, wild, chaotic, terrifying times. Just want to follow up. Harv, usually these days when I write an email, I start it with, hope you're well, insert COVID caveats here, or hope you're well as can be given the circumstances. Uh, what about you? I would say something like... Uh, Make sure you wash your hands, but also don't forget to bathe. <laughs> uh, all right, Dad. <laughs> that was not a dad joke. That was not a dad okay. joke. Okay. <laughs> I find it really hard to check in with people these days in a way that fits the moment. Like, should I ask people, how are you? Or is that opening a can of worms and making people uncomfortable? We've covered this question before, actually, uh, in an episode all about grief. And if you have not heard that episode then you are not a true fan. Oh, okay. Go off. Go off. <laughs> we recorded that episode actually right before the pandemic, and I mean right before, down to the wire. And since then, so much has changed that makes the question, how are you, hit differently a lot of the time. So we thought it would be interesting to cover this question in the context of the pandemic. So, Elena, what do you think about this question? These days, I think... It makes checking in with people trickier, even now that it's been over a year. I'm really unfiltered. You, you might know this about me. I'm pretty, you know, hard on my sleeve. So when people ask this, I'm very likely to tell the truth and the whole truth, even if it's not pretty. I've had some calls with my friends sometimes where someone will say, how are you? And then I do this long rant about all the frustrating <laughs> or sad things in my life. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm still talking. And then I feel so bad and so sorry. And I ask my friend the same question and they will say, oh, I'm all right. You know, I, I made some banana bread. You know, I tied dyed some shirts, you know, and I feel very guilty. And I wonder whether... How are you was an invitation to give my full answer or whether they just wanted to hear, you know, I'm OK, I'm fine. I'm hanging in there. Elena, just because of people like you, I don't even ask this question anymore. Oh, well, OK, <laughs> there we go. I am the problem with this question. And Harf and I will now try to reconcile our differences over the course of this episode. <laughs> that was a joke that because of people like you, but things have definitely changed. Uh, I think now there are more people who are answering the question more honestly mm -hmm. and more people who are also asking that question more honestly mm -hmm. than a small talk. But, but the, so much time has gone. Now this is the new normal. 
So I have pretty much stopped asking this question from the pandemic point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm asking this question exactly the way I was asking pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting uh, an honest response. I'm just expecting could be better, could be worse, not too bad. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you show up with like a piece of paper and some check boxes that have those those three stock answers on them? And... No, we are st- we are still social distancing. Otherwise, I would do it. Yeah. Oh, true, true. You you send out a Google form. My bad. I'm really interested to see the role of this question. Whether there's a better way to check in with people right now, and generally how the pandemic has changed the way we greet each other. And who better to ask about language than a linguist? We're speaking to Deborah Tannen, who's a professor of linguistics at Georgetown University. In the past year, she's written and been featured in many articles all about how the pandemic has changed how we check in and how we make small talk. Normal greetings are... You kind of assume nothing terrible is wrong and you just kind of... <laughs> it's, it's automatic. In the yeah. pandemic, you kind of assume... Something is wrong because something is wrong for everybody all the time. (laughs) So it's a little bit like, yeah, I think in a a non-pandemic situation, if you're talking to a friend who you know has been very sick or a friend who you know has suffered a great loss and you say, how are you? Mm -hmm. It carries more weight. Mm. It's like, I know you're not great, but... Given the circumstances, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's it's kind of embarrassing if you say, "Hi, how are you?" And then they say, "Well, actually, I'm I'm dealing with this. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but my spouse died." You know, and then you and you're horrified. You're yeah. horrified that you said this cheery. How are you? Mm-hmm. So in a way, that has kind of taken over for for. All greetings between all people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lately, we have seen a lot of new greetings. Why do you think that is? You know, that that's an interesting thing about um, Americans in particular. I've actually written a little bit about this. Mm. Uh, there are many cultures where you have set things to say in certain situations, mm-hmm. and everybody appreciates the set things to say. Mm. It's kind of comforting, you know, what you're supposed to say in each situation. Americans tend to be uncomfortable with anything set and formulaic. Mm-hmm. Mm. They want to find something original to say. Mm. You should not say a cliche. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that's making it harder for us in this situation. Everybody, we kind of feel like we need to come up with something original. Mm. Uh, in fact, what Americans often end up saying is, there's nothing to say at a time like this. Mm. I mean, it really does feel like there's nothing to say at a time like this sometimes. Because yeah. like you said, this kind of crisis is affecting everyone in one way or another. And it's like... How much can I really offer in a few quick words? Um, I often I often start emails now. I hope you're managing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you're doing as well as can be expected. I hope you're right. Or somebody once said, "I hope you're doing well." And if if like me, you're not, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is a little different. I say, if you happy and you know it, then keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, Prior to this, uh, how are you was uh, at best a uh, inconsequential question and at worst is that somebody who had some kind of a trauma in his or her life, uh, it, it had a different meaning altogether. But then with this pandemic, if somebody asks, 
Would that be considered an inappropriate question? I wouldn't say inappropriate. I would say that people are using it less. Um, it's kind of an uh, interesting, um, every culture has things you say as a greeting that are not meant literally. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Philippines, for example, a greeting would be, where are you going? Mm-hmm. And the answer is over there. <laughs> um, in in Burma and Cambodia, a greeting is, um, have you eaten yet? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, yes, I've eaten rice. <laughs> right. So I don't know that those would change a whole lot in the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but it just so happens that the one that we tend to say is, how are you? Right. Which is taking on extra meaning in a situation where you have reason to think people may not be fine. (laughs) Right. So I wouldn't say that it's it's wrong or that anybody's offended, but but I do notice that people are using it less because they're aware that something may not be fine. So they just find another way to say it. Uh, uh, when I am using how are you, and that is why I asked that question, when I'm using how are you, now this has a little bit of, uh, I'm emphasizing each word because I am asking more than what it used to be as a greeting. Hmm. So, so uh, I'm enunciating each syllable a little more. Huh. That, that's great. That's so, such a good point. Always the way you say it, what you emphasize, where you pause, hmm. uh, your intonation pattern, that was always going to change it pandemic or no pandemic, how are you Yeah, is going to be different than, hi, how are you? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and now I'm also, when somebody responds to that, I'm listening. Prior to that, mm. I was not even yeah. listening. That person could have said, <laughs> I died yesterday and I would have not noticed that. <laughs> so you've become a more compassionate person <laughs> over this pandemic is what you're telling me, Hart. You know, how, how you say it also says something about how you feel. And you're reminding me now, I actually, I could always tell what mood my mother was in by the way she answered the phone. Mm-hmm. If she was in a good mood, she'd say, Hi, honey, how are you? Mm -hmm. And if she answered the phone and said, Hi, how are you? (laughs) I knew she was unhappy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think she planned it as a way to communicate to me how she felt, but it does. It did communicate to me. So then I would have to say what's wrong, you know? Yeah. Mm. Now that we don't say how are you as much, when people do ask this question, is it asking for a more honest answer? Has it become more of a, you know, are we more ready? You know, if I say, how are you Mm -hmm. these days, does that mean I'm actually inviting someone to tell me the full hug story of how they are? I think now, as always, people have different ideas about how much they want to hear and how much they want to tell. (laughs) Fair. And I don't think there's any way to guarantee that the amount you want to hear and the amount the person who's talking to you wants to tell and vice versa uh, is going to be the same. Mm. Um, But there's less expectation that everything's probably fine if you don't say something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, It's almost like an open invitation to tell me as much as you want and hope that whatever you decide to tell me is not more than I want to hear. (laughs) Right, right. We have to take a short break, but we'll be right back. (laughs) 
Sick Boy Podcast is a health and comedy show about what it's like to be sick. Wait, is that right? How can illness be funny? You'd be surprised. Okay. Sick Boy is hosted by me, Brian Stever. And me, Taylor McGilvery. And myself, Jeremy Saunders. Come on in and join us to melt your heart, learn something fascinating, and bust a belly laugh. Trust us, you'll be glad you did. You can find Sick Boy on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your pods. And we're back with Deborah Tannen. Going back to the how are you fine and the have you eaten yet? I've eaten rice or where are you going? Yeah, I'm going over there. Why do these uh, these kind of questions with expected answers exist uh, in in languages? Like what kind of yeah. role do they what purpose do they serve? I love that question. There are certain human interactions, human transactions mm-hmm. that are so common and so predictable and so universal that you have to have automatic ways to deal with them. Mm-hmm. You just can't think of something new to say every time you run into somebody and <laughs> you're going to run into somebody so many times in right. your life. Yeah. So right. the, these ritualized, routinized expressions, it's leave takings, greetings and leave takings are huge. Mm. Right. And then good night and good morning and um I mean it would be too abrupt if uh, you you need to get some work done and you just go to that person and say do this work as opposed to yes. having a, a icebreaker or something. Yes, yes, yes. Right, yeah. You know, it's funny kids I think reach a certain age, maybe teenagers, where they suddenly start thinking it's hypocritical, you don't mean it. Why are you saying all these things you don't mean? Mm. And then they get a little bit older and they realize you're saying what you mean. What you're saying is, I'm acknowledging you as a person. Mm-hmm. You're acknowledging me as a person. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a reinforcement of our being human, being caring about each other, be living in the same culture. Mm-hmm. I think it communicates so much that mm-hmm. you share these um, automatic ways to acknowledge these uh, really key human moments. Mm. So it's about recognizing the other person right. as human and some shared commonalities between you without having to think too hard every single time and yes. be right. American and come up with something original. <laughs> yes, I, yes, that's a great way to put it. I do think so. Cool. In in our culture, the small talk is that uh, each person will ask the other person, and what's more, what's more, I, I, and and they keep going in circles, asking what's more. The other person will say the same thing, what's more, and then you just keep repeating it. <laughs> so what's more is kind of like what we would say. What else? Yeah, what else is new? Kind of, yeah. And what culture is that? Punjabi. Ah, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. You know, when I lived in Greece. I would hear women, women in particular, greeting, and mm-hmm. they would say, I'll translate it. How are you? Are you well? Well, you are. You well, you are. Are you well? <laughs> and then we go back and forth like that. Kala, kala, you say, you say kala. And it struck me as so funny. But when I got used to it, it just seemed warm and caring. And mm. um, oh, it's just ways of showing you appreciate the person, you're interested in them. Then, you know, I often talk about message and meta message. The message is the meaning of the words. The meta message is what it says about the relationship that you're mm. saying these words in this way, in this context. Interesting. So, yeah, the meaning of that small talk may be insignificant, but the meta message is very significant. I care about you. You know, we share assumptions about the kind of thing we should say. It's kind of like you're a right sort of person and, you know, God's in his heaven and all's right with the world. Mm. 
So now going to the flip side of uh, as an appropriate question, because now uh, somebody who experienced or somebody's family member experienced COVID necessarily didn't have the tragedy, but they experienced that. And in those circumstances, when you are aware of that, then what would be a good greeting for such a person? Mm. Any phrasing that acknowledges Um, so some of the greetings I mentioned that I've that I've heard, you know, hope you're hanging in there. How are you managing in this crazy time? For a while there, I was saying in this beyond crazy time, but hmm. it's gone beyond beyond. So I don't even <laughs> I don't even bother saying that anymore. Right? Yeah. So I think acknowledging that you know mm-hmm. things are going on that may not be great. Mm. We briefly touched upon that, that uh, there's one thing about the greetings, but also when you are leaving the conversation, it has become significantly different, like, uh, you know, stay safe or uh, Mm -hmm. uh, stay healthy or whatever. Normally, uh, in normal parlance, we never use the word uh, stay healthy. We just say bye. Or yes, I, yes, yes. The one I love the most is I'll let you go. That's the, <laughs> I'll let you go, which means I need to go. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like that one. <laughs> you know, there always was um, take care was a common one. Mm-hmm. Take care, yes, yeah. But if they're true, I think take care has taken on more meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as as uh, automatic as it was before. It's not as mm-hmm. empty as the words would have been before. There's much more of a closing that seems to really be stay safe, take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. stay six feet apart. Yeah. (laughs) Wash it. That's why wash hands was so cute. (laughs) Down the line, do you think all these new greetings and different variations of how are you are going to last? Or will we go back to saying, how are you? I'm fine. Well, my guess is we're going to go back to it. Right. <laughs> you know, expressions come in vogue and they have a, a life of their own. They, they mm-hmm. at the first time you hear it, you think, what is that? And then the next thing you know, you hear it every place. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, you use it, which really catches you off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a couple different lengths of time that they become um, a standard and then, and then um, they get replaced by something else. But don't hold me to it, because who knows? (laughs) (laughs) For the time being, Harv, are you going to keep using the question, how are you, to check in? Yes, absolutely. And with that extra meaning, because uh, we still are not out of the woods. I liked what you said about tone talking to Deborah because I think this question kind of can be whatever you make of it. Mm-hmm. You can use your tone and the context to imply that you're ready for a more honest answer or to just make small talk with someone and leave it there. It makes me feel a bit better. Maybe in the right context, I, I am able to share my honest truth with someone without overwhelming them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think the way you greet people is going to change after the pandemic? Most definitely. 
yeah. at least when I say change in the sense that that subtle uh, change which we experienced during pandemic, mm. that change will go away and we'll be back to uh, what I'll call it, quote unquote, normal. Right. It's just a greeting. It has no deeper meaning. Right. Okay. And you'll have your three checkbox answers waiting and ready to go. Checkbox is coming back. <laughs> Heartless Harv is coming back after the pandemic, friends. <laughs> All right, Harv, signing off, pandemic style. See you post-vaccine. Quarantined regards. Take care. No, but really. Yours from afar. Cautious cheers. Best, but could be better. Socially distant. Sent from my living room. Forever screaming into the dark void that's life now. Hand-washingly yours. I'm Harvinder Vadva. And I'm Elena Hudgens-Lyle. Thanks for getting inappropriate with us. Many thanks to our guest this episode, Deborah Tannen. You also heard some of our favorite CBC hosts sharing those pandemic email greetings. Matt Galloway, Pia Chattopadhyay, Faith Fundal, and Elamine Abdelmahmoud. Thank you. You're all the best. Every episode has an accompanying webcomic, and this week it was illustrated by Tish Valenzuela. You can find it on Instagram at IQ underscore podcast. Also make sure to visit cbc.ca forward slash IQ podcast for a full transcript of this episode. The phenomenal friends behind this podcast are Sabrina Birch, Cindy Long, and myself. The show is mixed by Andrew Norton. Sarah Melton is our Chase producer. And our digital producer is Judy Ziegu. Our senior producer is Jeff Turner, and our executive producer is Arif Narani. An inappropriate question is like asking Elena, how are you? Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, pretty tired, mostly. Also, I'm pretty hungry. I have so many people I need to text back, and I feel like I'm just letting all my friends down and my family down. And, you know, I'm excited for the hockey game tomorrow, at least. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.